It's the weekend. You can do anything you want. Volunteer at a homeless shelter. Work on a peace plan for the Middle East. Invent something truly useful like a machine that solves climate change while also picking up after your dog. But no, you've decided to spend your precious time on Earth listening to a bunch of white men talk over the top of each other. The world may be burning, but this is your me time. Welcome to Radio Chaser Platinum Edition. Oh, welcome to the weekend and another Platinum Edition of Radio Chaser. My name's Dom Knight. Coming up on the wireless, the brand new iPhone has been released is it any different from the brand old iPhone? Zoe Norton Lodge goes for Parent of the Year and the exciting fifth test is a dead rubber. It's all coming up right here on Radio Chaser. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. Steve Smith has held on to the ashes and some other people. <laughs> well, to be fair, he didn't bowl them all out. He just no, scored Lo- every Bichain. single run. Yes. How good is Love Shane? So yeah. there's like two players now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got two players, yeah, you know, but it is, we've actually retained the Ashes. We have. Um, and uh, and I was watching last night, and did you know, you know that bland guy? You know how oh, every you have time to narrow, they... narrow that down, Charles. Every time they... <laughs> it's every time pain. They, every time they get a wicket, yeah. mm, they go back to the, the panel of experts. Oh, you do the in, Nine in, Studio. Yeah, the yeah. Channel Nine Studio. Yes, mm. yes, yes. You know who that bland anchor guy is in that, the middle? That That's Todd Woodbridge, yes. That's that... Todd Woodbridge. What? That's yeah. what I was going to tell you. It's t- I didn't know. The, the what, tennis player. The What's host he? of the cricket you're talking about. Yeah. The, the new Richie Benno. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Todd Woodbridge. He is, why? He is the worst ever. Charles, you know he's been there for the last two months. <laughs> I, I, thought it was, I literally thought it was some boring sports reporter I'd never heard of. I yeah. didn't realise it was anyone who'd ever done anything useful ever. Dom and I were t- talking about this morning going, well, who's that bland guy? We Googled it. It was Todd Woodbridge. Yeah, it's Todd Woodbridge. I mean, I yeah. must say, commentator. I've yes. never appreciated Mark Nicholas more. <laughs> <laughs> Todd Woodbridge was in there. But look, it was a thrilling fall. Test, um, but it leaves a really big problem for Channel Nine, don't you think? Because they've got a whole another test to go, yeah, but they've got to keep up the interest in in the test. But it's, it's okay, mate. They, they've got Todd Woodbridge. They're fine. <laughs> yeah, that's right, exactly. <laughs> but uh, no, they, they've got to invent new reasons for viewers to keep watching in the dead of night. And I think the promos department at Nine has done a pretty good job. Australia may have won at Headingley, but there's still one more thrilling test to go. Uh, it's a dead rubber. Can Australia win the Ashes by a slightly larger margin? Or will England lose by a slightly smaller margin? What exhilarating stakes. You want to stay up all night, five nights in a row, placing your relationship in crisis and job in jeopardy to witness this ultimate Ashes decider. What's it deciding? Will Dave Warner finally get a decent innings now that there's no pressure on him? Will that f***ing Octazan still be on high rotation? Will Mark Taylor keep mansplaining everything to his female co-host? Actually, that is a good question. The thrilling Dead Rubber Ashes test. Glad we held on to these broadcast rights. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. The new iPhones have finally been announced by Apple. So exciting. I actually I actually stayed up till 3.30 in the morning to watch it because, because ever since Steve Jobs uh, died, the presentations are so boring that I find a really easy way to get to sleep. <laughs> Once you've stayed up yeah. till 3.30. Yeah. So I, I did. I fell asleep almost immediately. Um, but uh, I woke up this morning and found out, guess what, guys? What? Guess what? You tell us, Charles. What, the, new, the new Apple Watch... Yeah. Right, uh, okay. get this. Mm. You now don't have to tap it to be able to see the time. 
Whoa! It's, it's sort of almost as good as like a normal watch. So what? You just look at it. Yeah, you, you just look at it, and then it tells this you the is, time. This is a revolution in watchmaking. Uh, Aren't they good? Aren't they? And what about and what the new uh, iPhone? What's it called after the iPhone ten? Well, the iPhone eleven. Oh. 11. Whoa. How'd they the think su- of that? I the surprises know. keep coming. I, I mean, mean, it was very sort of thing. But um, basically, the iPhone is exactly the same as the last phone, mm. except that it's got not one, not two, not three, but four camera lenses. I think they've gone for the sort of Gillette school of technological innovation. They're just adding lenses. Kind of guarantees you won't miss the shot, doesn't it? Yeah. If you don't get it with the first lens, there are are three more to back you up. But uh, look, um, I love how Apple, with their ads, have just leaned into how lacklustre the newness is this year. The new Apple iPhone is everything you love in the current iPhone and nothing more. It looks the same, feels the same. It even runs out of battery all the time, the same. It's a whole new level of sameness that you've never seen before, except when you got your last iPhone. The new iPhone. It took Apple to make old new. And that's something that will never get old. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. Guys, I've been, um, like, single parenting now for... um, 24 hours. I did. Did Mark finally leave you? (laughs) Well, he says he's gone to the States, but look, I mean, I wait till he returns before I'm confident it's just a holiday. But I mean, look, if I wasn't 100% (laughs) sure who was the better parent, um, it's become quite apparent very, very quickly. I don't know what I'm doing. I really, I've got no idea. So I had to get, I got a text message this morning. And let's be clear, like people are so concerned in my life. Like people came around for dinner last night. He only left yesterday afternoon. Yeah. Like Mark took my, the kid to daycare. Yeah. He's left in the afternoon. Somebody came over and brought us dinner because I was like, what is Zoe going to do with it, this? It's a welfare check. It's clearly yeah. like people are, people are concerned. <laughs> After and, hours. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I was getting honestly got about four messages. How are you guys going? Okay, right. Anyway, I, I thought I was like, oh, geez, leave us alone. We're all right. And then this morning, I was taking the baby to daycare, and I was like, I'm all over this. I know I'm going to go to daycare. I know it's daycare day. Mm. And I got a text message from Mark from America, and he was like, Now I, I know, I know, I remind you. I don't mean patronising. I know I remind you about this a lot, but don't forget it's photo day. Mm. And I was like, Oh, I definitely forgot it was photo. <laughs> Who has photo oh. day at a daycare? And I looked at the baby, right. And, like, for daycare, I usually, if I ever dress him for daycare, which I don't normally, but if I do, it's, like, the worst clothes because it's, like, well, yeah. they're going to get... So he had this T-shirt that had this giant brown stain on it, and he literally had, like, <laughs> basically snot for hair gels, like, just congealed everywhere. This and is so, the photo day. Yeah, so luckily I was still in the house, so I just, like, yeah, yeah. kind of did my best to sort it out. Vacuumed your kid yeah, down. Yeah, anyway, look, yeah. I don't want child services to come. So, look, I know mm. you guys aren't exactly the best people to get parenting advice from, but I'm out of options. Oh, well. Well, so what should I, what should I do? Well, I've got eight more days. Well, my, my key piece of advice is get a, a battery pack for your iPad because otherwise the batteries only last about eight hours. <laughs> That's um, a great idea. Yeah. yeah. And you've and got you to need keep at on. least yeah. 20 hours in a row. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, you, I found. Yeah, that's good. I have been allowing a drawer to do about 90% of the parenting duty. So there's a yeah. drawer that he can open and it, it's just full of containers. So that's his mother now. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> <where> I... <laughs> Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. Ah. 
Hey, uh, guys, I, I hope you're all planning not to come into work on the day of the global climate strike. Are you? Like, it's coming up. It's coming up on Friday, the 20th of September. Mm. Yes, I absolutely yeah. knew that fact. Did you know that fact? Well, it's true, though. It's worth getting on board this because everybody on Earth is being encouraged to just walk off the job on Friday, the 20th of September to send a message to our leaders, you know, that what? we want something I, done. We want I, some climate action. I support this. I support this because I support climate action and mm. I support this because I support not working. Yeah, both good mm. things. Yeah, they I, they're both really good things. Yeah. Not, mm. Especially both, on a Friday. It's a good It's a good On day. a Friday, exactly. Yeah. Well, most people go on strike every Friday. But yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Although, doesn't it depend what your job actually is? Attention, everyone. Are you fed up with our leaders doing nothing about climate change? Yes! Yes! Are you tired of not being listened to? Yes! yes! Then let's all go on a global climate strike. None of us should go to work on the 20th of September. Including me. Including you. But but I'm a climate scientist. What? I'm a climate scientist. If I don't turn up to work on the 20th, I won't be fighting climate change that day. Well, Well, yes, but, you know, we're sending a message. But if I go on strike, the message will be that climate change is good. Right. Well, yeah, you'll look fair point. Okay, I suppose you'd better go to work on the 20th. But everyone else, go on strike! What about me? I work at a wind farm. Sorry? If I don't show up to the wind farm, there'll be no renewable power generated that day. OK, well, well, you can work on the 20th then. But everyone else, what about me? Well, who are you? I am David Attenborough. If I don't work that day, my programme about climate change will be dangerously delayed. Oh, God, all right, then. Well, look, look, the climate scientists and the wind farmers and David Attenborough can all go to work on the 20th. But everyone else... What about me? Uh, uh, What's your job? I'm the organiser of the climate strike. If I don't turn up on the day, it won't happen at all. Oh, f*** it. Radio Chaser. Platinum Edition. Radio Chaser. Platinum Edition. Hey, congratulations to this uh, Sydney company who's taking things into outer space this week. They're called Sabre Astronautics. I don't know if you heard this, guys, but they're Mm. actually, they've kind of been chosen by America. You know, America does all the space stuff, right? (laughs) They've been chosen to to join in this kind of joint exercise to, um, to help US space forces get ready to kind of defend the planet Earth, again, you know, and that sort of stuff. You know, all this sort of outer space warfare stuff that we're talking about. Well, yeah, little Sydney companies joining in. Uh, Sabre Astronautics uh, got me thinking, how good is it, finally, that the Aussie space program is up and running? Australia, your space program is now open. The new Aussie space rocket is specially designed for Australian space conditions. It's the first interstellar craft that doubles as a ute, featuring extra-large mud flaps for the muddy outback of Australian space. An all-kangaroo leather interior, including personalised fluffy dice to hang on the rear vision mirrors. Plus, high-tech digital radio, where every channel plays chisel and only chisel. Holden V8 jet engine gets 80,000 light years to the gallon. Oh, it even takes E10. The Aussie space rocket, because it would be weird to use a foreign rocket. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. 
Guys, I was just reading an article about how Amazon is challenging Bunnings with their own gardening store, right? Mm. And in the first paragraph of the article, they warn us, warn us, that mm. these new Amazon gardening stores will not have a sausage sizzle. Oh, my. <gasps> I know, right? Oh, I mean, of course, fail. We, they are. And of course, it's led to mass outrage all across Australia. In the wake of outrage over a new hardware store chain that doesn't offer sausage sizzles, angry Australians are now protesting a lack of sausage sizzles elsewhere, including outside public toilets. Bruce, can you tell us exactly why you are here? Mate, in this country, when you do the right thing, you get sausage sizzle. So when you vote, you get sausage sizzle. When you buy a watering can, you get sausage sizzle. So why can't I get a sausage for wiping my ass? A strange concept to us, perhaps, but not here down under, where government organisations and corporations alike are rolling out sausage sizzle-based rewards all over the country. I bring me canvas bags to the supermarket, I get a sausage. I do my tax, I get a sausage in the post. But steadily, as sausage lust grows stronger, the Australian public are growing more feverish in their expectations. Teachers are now striking for a sausage sizzle in every classroom. Sausages united with bread will never be defeated. And by defeated, we mean without sausage sizzle. Australia now has its own cryptocurrency, which involves stuffing a sausage and a piece of white bread into the CD-ROM drawer of a computer and hoping for the best. <laughs> Who needs your bloody Bitcoin? The recent inquiry has revealed that the road project West Connects is actually 25% concrete, 75% sausages with tomato sauce for glue, and mustard for lane demarcation. But there's a better way to paint road lines, prove it to me. In fact, the second most common blood type in Australia is now officially sausage. It's in me. But I need more. Some Australians have even started displaying vampiric tendencies to temper their insatiable need for this pedestrian snack. Oi, British guy, what blood type are you? Pork with caramelised onions or Angus beef with herbs? Oh, dear God. What's the matter? It's an innocent question! This is Stephen Watson reporting from Sydney for the BBC. Tell my wife and kids I love them. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. Huge news for lovers of uh, fast food and chicken and just love in general. Uh, KFC not only offers Zinger burgers and moist refresher towels, you can now get married, a courtesy of the Colonel. (laughs) That's fantastic. Is this true? It doesn't seem real, does it? But it actually is. Um, I looked at the website. They're looking for six couples who want to get married before May next year. You've got to enter on their website by October 18. Mm. It's going to crash now we've mentioned it. Uh, This is the way that they put it on the website. If you can't think of anything more romantic than sharing a bucket of the Colonel's finest with your one true love, then get ready to say, bucket, why not, to a KFC wedding. (laughs) That's their pitch. Wow. (laughs) My my heart is soaring. Well, I I, I suppose... A lot of people would visit KFC more than they visit church. That's so true. It sort of makes sense. It's a new sacred. <laughs> you know, like, in fact, yeah, a lot yeah. of people have been posting images of themselves, mm. like between the 
um, the the wedding and the reception actually stopping off at the KFC. So that's where they got the idea. And and does it is it the case that you know when you take communion and you eat the zinger burger, mm. it transubstantiates into Colonel Sanders? It does. It does. Yeah. Um, and it, in fact, vows uh, at the wedding can be original recipe, or if you're a swinger and you want to uh, spice it up, you can get the zinger vows as well. Uh, that'd be is very that, nice. Is that true? Or... No, no, no. no right. uh, I'm also hoping. And, then, that... and to be clear, this is in Australia. This it's in Australia. It's yeah, not, right. it's not in, in America. Because um, it does sound like a Las Vegas. Look, I think I'm going to divorce my wife just so, so, so I'm so going to marry you again in KFC. In a KFC. It and sounds... she, maybe, maybe she could wear like a moist refresher towelette as a veil. <laughs> <That's what> <laughs> <I> <laughs> it would be a beautiful thing. I did look at the detail of the wedding, okay? There are some actual conditions. Let's, let's get real about this. Mm. Um, it says that the once-in-a-lifetime KFC experience comes with freshly cooked KFC decorations <laughs> and a KFC-themed celebrant. Um, now, look, most wedding celebrants are old men in strange outfits, so I think the colonel, a colonel impersonator would be perfect to get you married. Would you be on board with the, with the KFC-themed celebrant? Andrew's <laughs> unable uh, yes. to believe this is real. It is. This is actually real. Are you sure this is true? It's not just a, like, like, you're not just reading the plot of, of one of the great romantic films, like The Notebook or something. <laughs> this yeah. is a real thing. <laughs> Notting Hill KFC. No. Um, but here's the thing that makes me think it absolutely is real. There are two more details, and, and see what you think. Yeah. I thought it was about getting you'd actually get married in a KFC. It's not. You choose another venue, and they send a food truck to cater for up to 200 people. Oh, right. Oh, hang on. Oh, that's, that's a pity, because what I wanted to do was have a drive through wedding. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> Yeah. Or a really quick one just in the food court. <laughs> <laughs> what a good idea. So that's one condition. And the other thing is uh, that KFC is allowed to take all the photos and videos that they want for publicity uh, and post wow. them and put them on TV and whatever. And just by entering, they can update your Facebook to say that you've gone in it. So that's one little detail. But as against that, you get enough fried chicken for 200 people. Are, are you on board? Do you think, would you sign up, Andrew? I mean, Charles is in. Yeah, I mean... Oh. Bucket, why not? I mean, look, I, I think it is good, right? I think it's going to be very popular. And if they're doing weddings, I would love to see KFC doing funerals as well because it's the perfect place to kick the bucket. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. If you're worried about plastic, right, when you go out to a picnic, you know, eat mm. plastic plates, plastic cutlery, and we feel bad about throwing all this plastic, well, worry no more because a lady is selling edible plates and edible <laughs> bowls and not only that, but edible cutlery to cut down on your picnic waste. Now, she says, uh, it has been sort of covered in the news, she says uh, they taste like bread because they're made of wheat bran. So, right. you know, not only are they good for the environment, they sound absolutely mouthwatering. I mean, how <laughs> and, often uh, have you finished a meal at a picnic mm. and thought, gosh, I wish I could keep going? <laughs> yeah, just that's with right. The plate. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm so hungry, I, I, I could just eat the plate. Uh, well, but, uh, Look, I hate it when my knife and fork isn't gluten-free, though. <laughs> oh, look, that is a problem. You, yeah. you, don't, want a re- you don't want a reaction. <laughs> look, uh, look, it does sound all delicious and wonderful. But it, the problem I've identified is it doesn't quite go far enough. So we here at Chaser Bio have launched our own product that's even more environmentally friendly. You've tried our edible plates and cutlery. Mm, would you pass me another fork, please? They're very moorish. Now BioChaser makes your picnics more eco-friendly than ever with our new edible picnic basket. Oh, yum. This enormous basket is absolutely scrumptious. Mm, I don't even want to know what's inside. Want even less waste? Ride to your picnic on our edible bicycle. 
Mm. Oh, this crankshaft is so well seasoned. Here, try a spoke. And enjoy the whole experience on one of our edible picnic rugs. I'm going to stretch my legs. Do you want a bite of the rug I was just sitting on? Uh, I might pass on that one, actually. Biochase's edible plates and picnic accessories. Now, does anyone fancy some of the actual picnic food? No, I couldn't possibly. I've eaten too many rugs. Radio Chaser. Platinum Edition. Radio Chaser. Platinum Edition. I had to buy some chocolate the other day for some relatives because they just love that lint chocolate, that fancy chocolate. So Mm. I went to Coles and there must be 20 or 30 different kinds of lint chocolate these days. I got so confused. Whatever your taste in chocolate, the new Lint Excellence range has a chocolate indulgence especially tailored to you. For a sweet treat, try our 70% cocoa block. Fancy a darker experience? Enjoy our 85% cocoa block. For darkly sweet, we've created our unique 81% cocoa block. More of a dark, dark sweet chocolate lover? Lint 82% cocoa is the answer for you. Or if sweet, sweet, darkly darkish beckons, sample our popular 82.4% cocoa block. If that's a little too sweet, the Lint 82.64382 repeater percent block is the ideal snack. Or if you like your chocolate tasting like freshly laid bitumen, you need our 111% cocoa. Is that not dark enough? Then, uh, yeah, look, look, for God's sake, I mean, how many cocoa percentages do you people want? We're exhausted in this bloody lint factory pandering to your selfish demands. Why don't you all just go and buy a f***ing Mars bar? Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. I am a bit grief-stricken today, too, because, of course... We've all uh, lost an Australian great, haven't oh, we? Oh, really? You know, we all turned on our TVs this morning, oh. and we were met with the absolute horror news. It was right there in front of us for all to see. Mm. Richard Wilkins's buffy hair is no more. What? Gone. It's oh. gone. It's not on his head anymore. He's he's gotten rid of it, and and he's just Richard Wilkins with. Normal hair. How, how how tall is he now? About three foot? Or <laughs> yes, that's right. He shaved off about ninety percent of his height, Zoe. But is wow. is he even still Richard Wilkins? I mean, that, that the hair no. was Richard Wilkins. Without the hair, mm. he's naked. There's nothing. I hope not. There's nothing. <laughs> you know, it's not that bad, Dommy. We, we haven't seen Richard Wilkins naked, but is, is it's still a, bad. Is there any reason that he gave for why he, he took it Look, off? I, I think it might have just, you know, died of natural causes. <laughs> <laughs> old age. Hasn't, hasn't, you know, it is, it is, it is extremely old age. Uh, anyway, you know, it's, uh, it's going to have a state funeral. I mean, there's going to be a lot of pomp and ceremony about mm. this. Cause we have, you know, it is probably the biggest Australian death since Hawkey, mm. and uh, we've put together uh, an in-memoriam package for you to listen to. In a sad day for the nation, we bid farewell to an Australian icon. In memoriam, Richard Wilkins's Buffy Hair. Richard Wilkins's Buffy Hair was born in about 1863 when a wooden TV presenter decided he needed one single interesting characteristic. I'm Richard Wilkins. Since that day, Richard Wilkins's buffy hair has appeared on countless red carpets and tepid morning shows, each more vanilla than the last. Willem Dafoe, awesome as always. Sam Elliott, always awesome. Richard Wilkins's buffy hair stands tall, unnaturally tall as the only hairstyle in history to be more entertaining than the presenter beneath it. Eight fine films nominated. Australia now bids the buffy hair farewell as it is buried at a state funeral in a tall, stiff coffin made of the very same wood as Richard Wilkins himself. Vale, 
Richard Wilkins's Buffy Hair. Although it is now available as a Buffy Merkin on Gumtree. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition.